Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the I Know This Much Is True After Show, Episode 4. Just when you thought it couldn't get any sadder. Oh, no, no. They one-upped themselves on this one. But wow, it's intense. It's it's insane. But I could definitely not do this alone. I'm Sean McHugh. I'm your moderator, but I have an amazing co-host with me, Miss Alyssa Dickert. Hello, Alyssa. Hi, Sean. Excited to be here. I missed the pretty sad episode, but it was a good one. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We had a lot. We got a lot to talk about, and it's just me and you. So I say... Let's just jump in. First of all, overall thoughts, Alyssa. Um, you know, like I said, it, it was sad. Talk, tell me your thoughts on this. Overall, um, we've just been building up to this point for the last three episodes of, mm. you know, getting the brother out of um, the facility that he's currently in and to see <laughs> Dominic not being able to go, I feel like was really was really hard it was really hard and then this flat and then we got some more flashbacks which you know was was great kind of seeing like the turning more of the turning point for Thomas so I mean we definitely got a little deeper into Dominic's character as well as a little more insight into Thomas as well so I mean overall I think uh, we learned more but definitely not all that I was expecting (laughs) Yes, definitely. Uh, well said. Um, all right. So we start off with, uh, with it's still, we're, we're back in the college times and we see that, that Dominic is pretty much kind of over being his brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's moving on. He's got a new roommate for the next year, but he kind of does Thomas a little dirty and that he just kind of does it instead of like having a conversation, giving him a heads up. Literally, Thomas gets a letter in the mail, you know, in the mail saying you have a new roommate and he's going crazy. So then we have this scene and and it's I think you said it well. It's like it was almost like this might have been like that key turning point for Thomas of like his his one kind of solid thing. His brother is 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 in his mind, I think, abandoned him. And he now is on his own with the voices in his head. Um, They have this. They have this insane fight, which it's oh funny. Goodness. Like, I don't know. I mentioned before. I, when I see brothers fight, it always reminds me of me and my brother. Uh, you know, there's two years between us, but in high school, it was the worst fights of my life were with my brother. Um, so, talk about a little bit about your feelings on on the beginning of this episode. Yeah, um, you know, I kind of agreed with Dominic for not talking to his brother beforehand because when he had tried to do that initially it didn't Mm. go over well so I feel like he was trying to kind of like maybe make it less of you know a big deal and Dominic felt like this was probably the only way 
to potentially not feel like he was 100% hurting his brother's feelings, even though obviously he got the letter and still ended up doing that. The, the fight scene at the end when he said, um, if, it, if you were me, you would fix the chair. He's like, well, Dominic, you are me. I was like, whoa. And then I feel like that kind of like set the precedent for the rest of the episode of, you know, that uh, him thinking about that memory, which was interesting. It was like a, it was a big moment, I felt like. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I, that was a great, it's funny, I even wrote down, it's like, yeah, this like almost devilish smile yes. when he said that. And I was like, ooh, who is this guy? Like, we've never seen, like, Thomas almost, you know, conspiratorial, or, or cons- I don't know how, cons- conspiring. Cons- or- conspiring, thank or- you, thank you. I, uh, you I use your know. words, Sean, use your words. <laughs> um, that's why you're my partner, because you help me get out of these things. <laughs> We help each other. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, so like yeah, I said, almost conspiring with like, you know, himself about, oh, no, no, you are me. And, you know, and I think definitely this point in his life, Dominic feels like he's the exact opposite of his brother. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's probably right in that moment. Um, but I was I'm with you. And then, of course, I mean, and that's where the writing of this show is is so good and that it literally kind of foreshadows. And in a way, like it tells us what we're going about to go see. Yeah. without telling us so it was uh good on the writers on that um and it's funny because there's a lot of poetry and a lot of metaphor in this mm-hmm. in this show i think sometimes it gets lost in this in the sadness of it all um and we don't necessarily talk about it a lot but i think this is a good a good point of like that's really good writing um yeah. uh awesome so now we <laughs> now we're back to the to the present and you know he's had this accident and Thank God for Rob Hubble uh, in this episode. He literally says, you look like a homeless Rocky. I know. I wrote that down. And I like this. I started laughing. I was like, oh, thank you, Rob. Give me, give us some re- comic relief here. And I guess this whole scene, you know, he's just trying to make things a little lighter, you know, trying to make jokes with the, the insurance guy. And you can tell he's just trying to help things along. And man, Dominic is just so... He's so angry. He's so bitter. I don't think he even realizes how gruff and like, just like he shouldn't have any friends as far as I'm concerned, with the way he acts towards people. I don't know. What what did you think? I don't know how he, you know, to be honest, has friends, even has a girlfriend, because I feel like in certain ways he is like Thomas because he's caught up in his own head, but about different things about Mm. his brother, about you know, his grandfather, about his past, about, you know, his mom passing, about all these things. And it's just interesting, you know, it's, he doesn't really seem like he's 100% someone, like you said, like potentially good, good friend or a, um, and a, a good boyfriend, so to speak. But that scene was interesting to me too, because his friend brought up a good point, like, why don't you postpone it? You don't look good. And I was in my head like, yes, postpone it, postpone it. Like try to push it back. Like I know you've been waiting for this, but you don't look good. If you're going to try to take care of your brother, that's like what the, you know, the other option is to get him out of this facility. You're going to have to talk about that crash. And you were drinking when you got the crash, you know, but it just shows how stubborn Dominic is still like, nope, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. and, and, And it's funny. I thought that too. I'm like, even with the insurance guy, I was like, uh, you were drinking. Did they not do a DUI test or like a blood alcohol test? Like, 
you know, you had, you were, I don't know, a six pack in at least, right? When he crashed. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I think it's interesting, like, I'm not taking these drugs to talk to the insurance guy, uh, but I'll take him to go climb a ladder. Like, really, bro? Like, what are you doing? Uh, um, anyway, so we'll just kind of move down the line here. We have actually this very interesting moment of humanity from his stepfather, Ray, mm. uh, which we haven't seen, which I was glad because they definitely painted Ray as the quote unquote bad guy in this, in this show. And you saw in this, that like, it maybe wasn't all as bad as, you know, we've seen, obviously this guy had a temper. He wasn't, he's never going to be dad of the year. But there's a definitely uh, a, a compassion for, for Dominic from Ray. I mean, he says, you know, you're carrying his load, you're carrying your load. Hell, you're even carrying my load. Like, that can't be easy for you. Um, so I was, I was very uh, intrigued by that. What about you? Yeah, that was definitely like a moment that stuck out for me as well. Because I think during that part or right after that, didn't he like kind of fall asleep and go back into another flashback about the summer not paying for the college tuition and already painting him also as like kind of, you know, dangling college for the boys, mm. like kind of over their head, like, yeah. you know? And so I think that him saying that to Dominic is definitely him recognizing how much he has done for the family and his way of kind of, you know, making it seem like you need to start taking care of yourself. Right. And, you know, it's, it's that thing. And I think also, you know, as, as people get older and you, you realize kind of maybe you're coming to the end of the line, I think there's some of that, like you start reflecting on your life. And yeah. so I think there's some of that going on with Ray as well. Um, but I just, it just was a nice kind of genuine moment that mm -hmm. I, like I said, we hadn't seen uh, from Ray. So I, I appreciated that, you know, for this, for the character and just, you know, making a little more deeper than just this this a-hole that was just against everybody, you know, I mean, yeah. and then, hey, I'm sure he's got a story and he's got a reason that, you know, and I think that's part of this, this whole thing of this show is that like, we all got stuff. Yeah. It's just, you know, some of us deal with it better than others. Some of us get dealt a better hand or a worse hand, but you know, it's all kind of the human journey. And so, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's interesting you say that too, because I was watching this video kind of uh, behind the scenes about the director. And he basically mm. said that he likes doing these types of TV shows that show humanity and basically says, he basically was saying in the interview that you were born, you don't get to choose your family, you're born into the situations and showing, like you said, humanity and how you're having to, you know, get through life when, you know, sometimes you're not dealt the best card and how you managed through that so i thought that that was that was interesting okay an interesting interview i saw oh nice nice um yeah this dead director seems to be a glutton for punishment huh? <laughs> <laughs> um all right so now we go we flash back again and now it's going to be this the draft lottery which is is funny like you, you for we forget because we haven't had a draft in so long. That, at first I didn't know what that was. I was like a draft lottery, lottery for what? <laughs> like I didn't yeah. even put two and two together because I. Yeah, it's been, it's, we haven't had one. I don't think since this, that one in the 80, or it was 86 or seven, whenever it was. Um, was that earlier on? No, I'm sorry, it was earlier, I'm Vietnam. sorry. It's, it's, it's the 70s, right. it's Vietnam, right, I'm sorry. It's, I think uh, it's that 69. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, of course, I'm sorry. Again, these timelines, they try to keep all the I timelines. I know, it's, it's, it's difficult. 
Um, so yes, thank you. You're right. It was the Vietnam. That's the last time we've had that. Um, and so of course, we're, we have this, this funny thing because one of them was born on the 31st mm-hmm. and one of them was born on the first. And that was literally a hundred people difference in the draft. Yeah. And of course it's Thomas, the one that should never be going to getting drafted. Who's got the lower number. Yeah. Um, and I don't think so, he would have anyway, but yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't have passed the psych test or, I mean, I, I don't know who knows, but still there was that possibility um, so it was, it's, it's interesting because this is all now, it seemed like Thomas, maybe that was his roommate, Randall, right? That, that like, cause it definitely seemed like Thomas had another friend beside his brother. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting that, so that, you know, Dominic kind of stuck by what he wanted to do and, you know, he didn't, he wasn't his brother's roommate and yeah. you could say it was almost like they hadn't seen each other in a little while. So that was a very interesting on that dynamic, but then still, of course, caring very much for his brother. Um, and this kind of weird, awkward thing of everyone trying to just calm him down and, and you know, help him out. And, and again, like he's on that brink, right? Of, is he gonna go, which way is he gonna go here? And, um, and you know, they were successful that night, but I mean, every time Thomas is on, the, is on the screen, I don't know about you, but I am exhausted by the end of the scene. And this is like a two minute, three minute scene, right? I can't imagine in life what it was like. So uh, yeah. what were your thoughts on, like- on some of that? Yeah, we're just seeing like little glimpses and little things that, you know, little little flashbacks as well as little, like you said, like we're just seeing little scenes of not day to day, you know, and this is only six episodes. So we're only technically seeing not a lot, but in there, there's a lot of impact in each one of these scenes. And with this one too, like just a simple thing of Thomas mentioning like, well, my room is too hot. Everyone's like, well, why don't you just open the window? But something so simple like that isn't registering for him. And I think that that moment for me was like, okay, well, there's obviously something more going on. And what's interesting to me is, I don't know, does Dominic know it's more than, you know, just him in his head? Like, does he think that there's like, you know, a mental illness going on. Like, I wasn't really sure. It just seemed like he was just trying to like deal with the moment and just kind of move past it so he could have a good time because he was with Dessa and his roommate. And I don't know, it's just interesting to me because this is like when things started taking a turn almost for the worse. And it just seems like they're just kind of like getting through it and not addressing the bigger issue. Right. Well, I think that happens a lot, especially with family, and that you just kind of try to get through, um, especially especially if it means if the alternative is then committing someone. Right. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't just like, I mean, even or I mean, even if something like a, if someone had a drinking problem, I mean, I think we've all been in that situation where like that guy shouldn't have another drink. And it's like, oh, he's all happy now. It's fine. And we all kind of push through and it's another day and we move on like. So I think I think you kind of get in that zone, especially because like this has been a, such a gradual thing. You know, it didn't just hit one day. He was like crazy, you know, um, and I think it's amazing as human beings what we can learn to live with and mm-hmm. kind of deal with, you know, physically. But I think more so emotionally and, and mentally, uh, because especially when it's harder to be to categorize it or if it's not as quite as concrete, you know, like someone's legs broken okay it heals it's done but when someone's brain's broken it's a whole other world you know 
And this show definitely, you know, it's more so on the side of showing a lot of heavy stuff, but I think it's really showing a light of, you know, there's so many families out there that pretend, that have, you know, a loved one that is going through the same type of thing. And for me, it just, I'm just like very compassionate towards like, you know, feeling for, you know, these families and having to take care, you know, taking care of a loved one, you know, battling something like this because it's an ongoing thing. And, you know, I think that the show really does a good job at kind of showcasing what family members go through with someone that has, is paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah, that's a great point. I was, I had written that down, I think a little later, but that like, oh. we don't talk about, a lot of times we talk about the person that is quote unquote crazy, as opposed to the people that the hospital then have to take care of that person mm -hmm. and what a toll it takes on them. And, you know, it's, because uh, it, there's so much energy focusing on the, the, the problem that sometimes we can forget about the caretakers. And, yeah. and you know, so it's, I, I agree a hundred percent. This show really kind of shows what the, the toll that it takes. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. Sorry, let's move. Uh, well, it's funny. I, I will say that Dessa, being Dessa, does have that nice moment. She, she says to Dominic, he's lucky to have you. You're a good yeah. brother. Um, and I think especially in that moment, she's 100% correct. I think actually in general, she's correct. Um, but it was just, it just shows kind of Dessa's character, I think, mm -hmm. that she's compassionate as well, as opposed to Joy, who's kind of over it. You know, yeah. uh, Dessa oh. definitely seemed to be more compassionate. Um, it makes me like, man, why? Did, I mean, I know why all the things had to happen between Dessa and Dominic, but I'm like, Ugh. yeah, she was such a good cat. I mean, they both, I feel like I like seeing these flashbacks of them because it was like, oh, their love was so young and pure and yeah, what it could have been and what it actually ended up being. <laughs> yeah. There's no fairy tales in real life. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay, I have to take a quick pause here. What is this crazy house that Dominic is working on? Okay, yes. Can we can I, we talk about that, please, just for one second? I'm a little bit confused as to like the dynamic here because he's shown up. It's kind of like popped in and popped out, like a couple of like short little scenes, and then it's always interaction with the wife because the husband is like writing or something or yes. sleeping or so. Yeah, that was. It was interesting to me, and she literally told him not to work on the house. And in hindsight, he should have listened because well, of yeah. happening. But I don't know. Like, what is your thoughts on it? Well, it's just like <laughs> it's just weird. It's like this almost like kind of Tim Burton esque mansion in the middle of this neighborhood. It doesn't make sense. And then, like, how many? I mean, there's like a thousand shutters. I, it just yes. like what does the inside of it look like? Because on the outside, it looks so big. I mean, how many rooms is this place? So it's just. It's just this bizarre house. I just feel like I just, I kept writing down, you know, Dominic is like a, a crazy magnet. Like every person almost that he has to deal with is has some form of crazy to them. Uh, you know, and not necessarily mentally, but just, you know, just, I don't know, between girlfriends and everything, I'm just like, this guy is a magnet for this insanity. Um, but of course, like we had alluded to earlier, he takes the pain pills that are going to make you loopy and he gets on like a 15 foot ladder. Like, what are you thinking, bro? Come on. <laughs> I like this isn't, in my head, I was like, this isn't going to end well. Oh yeah. No. Whenever someone's on a ladder in a TV show or movie, it's never ends well. 
And especially when he was already going in and out of like a flashback as he was like climbing up, I was like, okay, what is going on here? I wasn't, I don't know if he was actually going to, I didn't know what was going to happen, but. But then it happened. Wow. And then I was like through the window that whole thing, oh. like talk. Just talk oh, about it. You're you're already talking about it, so keep I'm going. Sorry. I, 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 no, no, keep. I love it. Keep going. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, that might have been a horrible joke for this. <laughs> it's okay. We need all the humor we can get. <laughs> I kind of take it back. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so literally looking in the window at his own reflection first, right, with the theme of he's becoming, and then we see finally see the husband who puts a gun to his mouth and blows his head off. Now, I guess it's interesting because I'm just thinking this now. No one actually addressed that afterwards. So is this all in his head now? Is this the loopy drugs? Did the guy actually do it? I just realized this now. Maybe that didn't actually happen. But he definitely fell off that ladder. That was so confusing for me, just like watching it. And like, I kind of want to go back and rewatch it mm. um, because I was, I was so confused because I was like, wait a second. So did the encounter even with the friend happen at first? Like now he's having this other crazy flashback. I was so, I was so confused. And I was like, wait, wait, did he even fall off the roof? Or was that from the crash, just the crash and he broke his leg? Like that part, like for a minute confused me. And I'm wondering too, if that scene um, with the guy that owns the house, if that was just um, his imagination or not. Mm. Yeah, obviously we'll have to wait and find out, but uh, I, I, I think it's a definite possibility that it didn't happen just because no one said anything about, you know, no cops came in and said, hey, what happened here? You know, it was just him having fallen off the roof. Um, Dominic didn't say anything about it. Who didn't? Oh, uh, Dominic never said Oh, anything. you're right, you're right, yes, yes. Um, but he also then he has this crazy dream with a monkey and like, the accident. And I was just like, okay, he's on some serious drugs. Yeah, that was, that was intense. And, you know, he, it was like the same scene, but like in where he crashed the car with Dessa and the flashback of his brother tell, knocking on the door to tell him that he dropped out of school. But then, yeah, that was, that was weird and obviously probably a result of the medication he was taking yeah 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 um all right so then and again they they don't give us much but man the this orderly that comes in and he just kills it right like he is hilarious you know he talks about how he when he took some psychedelics i swear i was turning into a dog bro like i i I love this guy's funny because this is this is a, a really good actor too i just he was just on ozark where it's so funny, he's literally playing like a drug kingpin. And now he's just playing an orderly. And it was just such a great little cameo for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, brought some humor, lightened up the scene a little bit. Um, but then also like how how like he was so concerned about Dominic as well. Like this yeah. guy like took his job serious. He was like a really good orderly. Like he's like, like I want this guy to be my orderly when I'm in the hospital. Um, so I just, I just, I was just happy to have that again, just because it's so heavy, any kind of, you know, lightness we can get, I, I'm, I welcome with open arms. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It was one of those 
scenes that you kind of needed. It was serious, but, you know, some comic relief as well. And, you know, if I were to wake up out of not knowing kind of what day it is and yeah. what happened, I would definitely, I agree with you. I definitely want him to be the person taking care of me. <laughs> and then he has his, his hilarious roommate, Farty Steve, is what <laughs> I've called him. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, huh, I was like, I wonder why they had him in the room with someone else. And then we find out why at the end of yeah. the, the episode. Right, right. Um, oh, yes, 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 yes. Good call. Um, and then, of course, green means go. Hit that morphine <laughs> button. Just hit it. When when, all, when in doubt, just hit that button. Um, yeah, all right. Hot, like with the close up of it, like <laughs> something bad that he didn't want to hear happened or whatever. Like, yes, this is the it's almost like that men in black thing, right? I'm just gonna erase everything <laughs> right now. <laughs> he's just suppressed uh, it though, he still needs to deal with it. But no, it's true, it's true. But he's in pain too, so yeah, you know, a lot of physical pain as well. Um, all right, so we flash back yet again to uh, and I think this is finally he's officially lost it now. Thomas is the voices in his head are finally mm -hmm. kind of getting to him. And he goes and he, his, his mother calls Dominic home because, like he said, he's left school, right? He dropped out of school. He can't take it anymore. And he yanks out all of his teeth, Phyllis. Well, not all of them, but all of his back teeth because they are radio frequencies for the voices. They're tracking him. What would you do if you were Dominic Alyssa? Well, I close my eyes um, because Alyssa doesn't do well with seeing blood, even though I watch shows that can be gory, but I still have to do the close the eyes thing. So sure, sure, sure. I would be like, I don't know how I would respond to that. What's so interesting to me is how Dominic's character, like, I would scream and freak out, but he was so like, what happened, Thomas? Like, you know, like, I felt like he was surprisingly for me very like calm <laughs> right during that and uh, i mean obviously that was the the turning point too but i would have reacted in a completely different way yeah well, and this is where i had wrote down you know we focus on the crazy person but we forget about the people who have to take care of the crazy person it takes its toll and and it seemed like it finally like that was kind of the straw that finally gets him committed because we had that scene where they're literally dropping him off at the uh, the, the facility uh, where I think I'm assuming that that's where he was, you know, up until he cut his hand off. Right. I, I kind of had that vibe. Yeah, it was the same I, place. I was trying to, I was trying to remember because they showed the building. If it was the first one that he was in or the one he's in right now, I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. sure. I think it was probably the first one. Yeah, that makes because, sense. Because the because this hatch place definitely seems like a last resort or somewhere you don't mm -hmm. want to put someone. True. Um, and I believe that's where the, if I remember correctly, that's where his coffee cart was in front of that building. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But, you know, it's just, uh, you can only, you get to a point where I think as a caregiver, you have to realize your limits and, you know, hopefully you can get him into a place that can take care of him and, you know, give him some kind of stability. Cause that's, I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I think it's, 
they need a, some kind of stable environment, you know, and routine, I think, I believe is what helps a lot in these situations. Yeah. Um, no, all right, so we, so go ahead, much. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, like, there's only so much the family could do. And at this point, you know, we're only seeing probably the more the worst moments, but like we were talking about earlier, the day to day. So, so they had no other option and it's going to be better. Well, should be a little bit of a load off for family yeah well at least temporarily yeah. um so now we get to my my favorite character in this show rosie o'donnell once again coming in and just <laughs> killing it so yeah. we find out that of course they still had the the hearing and as we predicted last week uh they didn't let them out and that was a very interesting way they did this too in that they kind of like we kind of know the result, but then they kind of flash back to how we get there. Um, and that was a very interesting scene for me because it uh, it showed you that even though there's a paranoid schizophrenia, schizophrenia with Thomas, there's still a moral compass, right? Yeah. Like when he, the way he talks about, like I'm he, I cut off my hand to save America, America's all bad, but but then when they try to twist it around, and say, well, would you kill someone? He's like, well, Jesus would never ask me to do that. So that, that was very interesting in that, like, this facility obviously had an agenda, right? And they they made sure it it it, it happened. So talk talk a little bit about that whole scene. Yeah, um, for me, I thought it was I like I knew that it was only a matter of time before she appeared, <laughs> um, but that was that was hard. I mean that the way that they kind of manipulated the questions, what do you think his answer is gonna be? He said, no, he would never do that. No, he would never do that. But then he asked it again, where he's like, well, if? It's like, what? Like, of course he's gonna say yes. Like, why did you ask that? And you could just tell how frustrated um, Lisa was too, like after that, like sharing her frustration, like with Dominic and it, I mean, we knew that it wasn't gonna happen, but I was thinking, in my head while I was watching that back, like maybe it was a good thing that um, Dominic wasn't there because mm -hmm. I feel like once they started harping on those questions, like you saw that Rosie O'Donnell's character was just like stone face and not saying anything. But I feel like as Thomas is trying to answer, I feel like Dominic would have interjected and mm -hmm. been like, wait, 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 like what, you can't ask him that. What do you think? You know, like kind of getting, you know, trying to protect his brother. Yeah. Uh, no, I think you're right. I think it would have gotten a lot. Well, it just would have gone worse, probably ended quicker, or he would have been ejected. And then obviously never seen as someone who could take care of him. Right. So uh, I think I agree. This was probably going this way anyway. So, you know, not necessarily adding insult to injury. Um, I thought it was very, though, uh, interesting too the way uh, Rosie's character What's her Scheffler? Is that the last name? I can't. Yeah, remember. Lisa Sheffer. Sheffer, Sheffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheffler or Sheffer? I'm not. I'm not sure, but it's it's close. I'm just gonna say Rosie because you know she's killing it. Um, yeah. She says that you know she kind of breaks the cardinal rule of uh, of social work because she gets invested, mm -hmm. uh, and you know they say you can care and be compassionate, but you can't get emotionally invested. And you know she has this whole kind of scene where she breaks down, like you know. When you first walked in, I was like, what's this guy's problem? And she says, I finally understand why you're so pissed. Um, 
But then she says, I'm not worried about Thomas at this point. I'm worried about you. What are we going to do? And I love how she calls him Domenico. Like she I doesn't know. say Dominic. I love how she uses his actual given name. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know, I know I'm, I'm just gushing about Rosie, but please help me out here. No, yeah. I mean, I think that this is a really powerful scene. And again, like we talked about in um, other after shows, just how he finally has someone on his team that actually gets it because Mm. you see, you know, his friend is there, but not there, you know, trying to do the best. Joy, it always ends up in a fight. Dessa's mostly out of the picture. He really doesn't have anyone to really confide in about what he's, you know, been going through Mm. and stuff. And so I think that her showing that emotion I thought that was like, wow, like I'm glad that Dominic has her in his life now to kind of help him because I think that, you know, this kind of plays into the um, Thomas saying, what do you mean you are me type of thing? Like we're the same person and her being like, I think that you need to worry about you and get help yourself because, you know, obviously she... I don't know if she knows like how he got in that accident, but I'm glad that he has people on his team that not only are trying to help the brother, but also trying to help his well-being also. Yeah, totally. Um, so, so of course we have a little bit of a little relief from sad, you know, a little hope, you know, Dominic tells her, he says, you know, good, just go have fun with your daughter today. Like mm-hmm. do me that favor, you know, um, and, but we can't, we can't be hopeful, happy too long because here comes joy, <laughs> ironically named joy. Um, and you know, she's, and I, I will say, I will say to her credit, she's, she's so trying. She so wants this to work out. She so wants to kind of be there for him, especially, you know, in this situation, he's literally bedridden in a hospital with a broken leg and, you know, just broken everything. Yeah. Um, and you know, she's like, we're going to get through this. It's going to be good. You're going to be a good dad. And, and then, then he says it, he tells her the truth. It's not my baby. I'm sterile. What were your thoughts on that scene? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just thought it was, I was wondering if she was going to show up since they had gotten Mm. into the big blow up and I feel like their relationship is a little unstable as it is, but, um, you know, just kind of how she kind of like put that on the back burner was trying to be there for him and kind of like talk about their future. You should need to get better because it's not the other. And it was interesting to me when he started talking about having the baby with his ex-wife and getting the bisectomy, like, just like the look in her eyes, like, you know, they do a lot of close-ups, which, which I like. And super close-ups of this one. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, you, she didn't want to believe it, but I wasn't sure if she didn't want to believe it because it's still his or if she's getting caught in a lie, like mm. the drugs are just talking someone, he's going crazy. Someone needs to help him. So I'm like, what's I'm like, what's going on here? Because, you know, for the most part, it should, I think there's a small percentage that even if you do get that, you know, that um, procedure done that you could still 
potentially have a child. But. Yes, yes. So that's like the kind of that's how they're they're that's a carrot they keep dangling. No pun intended um, <laughs> about this whole thing. Um, of right, well, technically it could be his, but I. It's funny, just the way this show's going, I feel like it's it, it can't be his, and it's funny, and he definitely. He even says, you don't want it to be my baby. You're lucky it's not my baby. Yeah. Um, which again, like you're deaf, there's a there's a switch with Dominic. Like he's almost kind of giving over to in well, lack of a better word, he's almost kind of giving over to the crazy. Yeah. And kind of like you know, like you know, Thomas said in the beginning, you are me. And then of course we have this whole other dream sequence. Oh my god, I, it was so hard to watch. When he put that foot down. I was like, oh my God, he's just going to break it oh. again. Oh, yes. It was so intense. And then he's trying to get water out of the faucet. It turns to milk. And I was like, okay, we're in a dream now. Okay. All right. I was wondering if that was milk or do you think it was paint? Oh, touche. I thought it was Alyssa. milk at first too. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, oh. And then I was like, Jeez. wait a second, he's a painter and it's white. And oh. Okay. That is a uh, that's a good call there. That very well could have been paint. You're right, especially the way he was like, "Oh, what is what is what am I drinking?" And then he looks in the mirror and sees and sees, of course, he sees Thomas. So uh, I, they I were leading up to it the whole time, and then they finally kind of do that reveal, um, which was I thought again, well done. You know, a little on the nose, waking you know, seeing the actual reflection, but I'm I'm okay with it. We were building up to it. Yeah. <laughs> I was at first not thinking. I thought that it was real life at first. I didn't realize it was a flashback. But. Yeah, we're like a dream, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, a dream. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I thought uh, it's a funny thing because, like, you know, then we got Farty Steve saying, Are you okay? You know, and it's, well, it's a small, stifling, suffocating world. And I thought, oh, yep, that's when he's he's really he's really becoming Thomas. Um, so uh, very interesting. Again, that's where the writing for me really shines, and you know, we really see. I mean, it's it's tough art, but it's good. Um, so finally, then we get. <laughs> I remember what he said. My girlfriend knows you. And I'm thinking, of course, I'm like, who could, I'm like, oh, of course, there's only one person it could be. And the queen of crazy returns, <laughs> Alyssa. Talk about that reveal. You're smart of me in this regard, because I was like, out of the whole episode, I was like, who could it be? Who could it be? I'm like, hello. <laughs> but yeah, and just the, her, the interaction that she had with him, you know, and it was, it was definitely... I wouldn't have expected any less. I thought that that interaction was um, was spot on to what I would have expected it to be. And I was actually like, wow, she actually completed um, translating it for him. But, you know, it kind of set up for potentially what we're going to see in the next episode about, he, what did she say? She said, like, if I were you, I wouldn't read it. And basically she was saying like how she feels sorry for him. So mm. I'm like, okay read it what is it <laughs> <laughs> well of course you have to read it now um and i forget too that he's named after his grandfather as well yeah. so that was uh it's all all it's all coming together we are definitely leading down a path of nothing good 
I know. Um, all right. Well, that is that brings us to the end of the episode. Do we have a special segment? Yes. Um, we're going on with um, other actors that have played two characters, twins. Mm, yes. Show or movie. I have actually not seen this movie. I'm not sure if you have. Um, Adaptation. It came out mm. in 2002 with Nicolas Cage. Yes. He played um, twins Charlie and Donald Kaufman. It was directed by Spike Jones. Um, basically, for everyone that might not know what this is, what the movie was about, but it was about a screenwriter trying to adapt um, the life story of uh, an orchard hunter. And then his brother came back into town, and, like moved in with them and kind of like their dynamic. Um, but Nicolas Cage actually was nominated for um, an Oscar for that for that role. And Meryl Streep is also in this in the film as well. Yes. It's, I had no I, idea about this. I, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. Uh, that's a good, you know, that, was, that had a lot of buzz about it too. I think I've seen, I don't think I've seen the whole thing in its entirety, but I've definitely seen like parts of it. And I remember thinking, you know, from our memory, I remember Nicolas Cage was doing a, a really good job. Mm -hmm. um, I think before he went full Nick Cage, this was when he, yeah. he was still Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, still Nicholas Cage. Right. Um, oh, awesome. I love that. That's a, that's a really good one. And that's funny. That, I think that movie is, uh, the tone of it is a lot closer to our show. Yeah, than, than it other is. Ones. And it was actually, the screenplay was adapted from a book. Mm. So, also. All the great ones are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. So I think that is going to do it then for this episode. Um, thank you guys so much. Hang in there. We got two more episodes. Yeah. I think we can get through. Uh, it is heavy, but it's all like, these are all things. And like, you know, especially with the state of the world, like <sighs> humanity, love, like these are the things that we need to try to focus on. Uh, what, you know, what brings us together, not what takes us apart as much. Um, so Thank you again for, for watching. Please subscribe, share, like. Uh, hit us up in the comments. We love when you do. Um, and all that good stuff. Alyssa, where can we find you? Yeah, uh, at Alyssa Dickert on both Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, please engage with us. If we've missed something that you might want us to talk about, let us know. Um, we're, we're all ears. It's just the, the two of us here, you know, trying to get through to a heavy but really great show so awesome you can find me at sean star 75 on the gram gorilla suit sean on twitter and council of dads after shows fridays at 7 p.m that's going to do it for this episode thank you again so much and we will see you next week bye our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.